In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Ian Wright, right, right. Ian, how are you? Intros first. I love it. Good, Paul. Good. No, I only did that because I just want to dig later on in the show. And I'm here with Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Enjoying fatherhood. Okay. <laughs> if, 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 if anyone hasn't listened to the five other series of... The, no, five episodes of series three, Jack is now a father with a dog, not a child. <laughs> Same thing, isn't it? Pretty much. Even though Jack is putting off coming on the podcast due to his child's feeding and pooing time. <laughs> and, and mainly because I haven't watched a single snap of training camp and I have no plan to. Right. Off the podcast now. I don't know, I don't know how you do that, Jack. It's such riveting stuff to watch seven on seven in pads. I mean, I just... It's such a, it's such a, just a treat. Honestly, you got to give the guys credit to cover it because it is very vanilla, but they have so much excitement. You just got to love them. I really enjoy watching the practice. I was sitting there today at 7.30, 2.30 Cleveland, waiting for it to come on. And then I realized it's a day off today. I believe it. But see, Jack is waiting for PFF to evaluate the practice. And when that doesn't come, he's like, ah, this. All right, guys. Show me week one. There is some big news today. There is some big Cleveland Browns news. The Browns sign a wide receiver, Damon Willis. Damian Willis, baby. Ian, what's your first thoughts on that? Listen, anytime you can get a wide receiver from Troy, you have to sit there and go, okay. Jack, what's He's your He's big. He's a big guy. They loved him in um... – the training camp for the Bengals last year. And then he didn't really do anything when he got on the field. But to be fair, hey, it's worth a punt. Bring him in. Let's see if he does anything. He might be someone they try stash in a practice squad. It might be a case that they're not that content with everything below the big two. I think Higgins is still over the line. So they might just not be content with everything else there. Um, but no, at the end of the day, why not? If you if you even like a player and they're available on waivers, you pick them up. Why not? There's no harm in just running the tires and even in a week's time we get rid of him because he's not the guy. It's always worth checking because look how many players no one in the NFL wanted Tom Brady. No one in the NFL really wanted Antonio Brown. These guys were right at the bottom of drafts and people available as UDFAs. You just don't know. Teams are bad at evaluating. So give him another chance. Raheem Mostert had a phenomenal end of the season. He'd been cut from about six, seven teams. So, uh, yeah, if they've got an inkling that he might be good, give it a go. You're not going to lose anything. Ian, how do you feel about that? I think when you look at him, obviously there is – he's one of those guys where there's a single skill set that they like. Right. So he's six foot three. He's a big guy. You know, he's 
likely somebody that they saw at one point, they have interest in them. So like Jack said, you bring them in and say, hey, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? He comes in, he's at the bottom of the roster. You know, I think he even played in a couple games last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, had a couple catches. So, hey, big guy, come on out there. throws. I'm all for adding, like Jack said, depth to the bottom of the roster. You never know. Adam Thielen, these type of guys come out of nowhere. Nobody were to give him a chance. Here we'll we see. go. Damian Ratley, you now have Damian competition. Here we go, guys. 30% of the NFL is made up of undrafted football players. There you go. It's incredible. Uh, Sam Penix um, tweeted six foot three, 204 pounds, 4.48 speed, nine catches for 82 yards last season with Cincy. So, yeah, we, we're not picking up a, uh, a current Hall of Famer. And it is literally just a uh, stab in the dark, and let's see what happens. I love the way we're talking about so much depth and all these undrafted free agents. It really excites me. But Jack, yesterday we got a text from you in the in the WhatsApp group. You were very excited about this signing, Weaver, fifth yes. round pick. So Boise, quite unusual the fact that he was insanely productive, and we mean insanely productive with PFF numbers. They had him as their third best edge rusher in the draft and their 26th overall player. Not got the athletic profile, but got the job done um, for two years solid. Um, was absolutely brilliant. And he fell to the fifth, probably just because teams look and went, hey, he's not got the athletic build. And we've seen it with loads of players and loads of positions where teams go, oh, it just doesn't fit what we want. And then People are sitting there in two years' time going, how on earth did this guy make it to the fifth round? How did this player make it to the third round? They should have been in the first. They should have been in the third. So, um, yeah, the Dolphins waved him injured. Um, we grabbed him um, and we'll put him on the roster and probably take him through in the 53 and then stash him on IR. So, um, Jack, that, yep. how much do you think the Dolphins thought they could slip one by the, the league and they thought they could just put him out there and no one would notice, not realizing that other teams had a pretty decent grade on him? Yeah, it was, uh, I suppose, the fact that he slid all the way to the fifth and no one had picked him up, they probably thought, nah, maybe no one wants him. But for me, it, there was just no sense to do it, especially if you're the Dolphins. It's not like you sat there with 50 players that you love and you're like, oh, we've got to keep these three spots for someone amazing. It's like, you've got about 15 players that you probably want to keep. Well, didn't so, they have uh, like 20 draft picks too? The whole point was them tanking to get all those picks. So they got the young guys anyways. Why wouldn't you roll with the young guys? And, and so for the Browns, for me, I'd value it. He's about a third round um, quality, even though PFF have got him up at 26. I think the fact that he comes in next year, for me, I'd just say, hey, we've got a free third round pick next year he'll probably spend the whole year on IR and um, working out continuing to improve and the Browns will have a close eye on him and then he comes in at camp next year and can really really give it a go we've paid 400,000 in salary cap if we stash him on IR nothing um, for uh, basically free three years of a third round pick so to go and get the Browns got four of the top 26 players, according to PFF, in the draft. So you've got Wills, you've got Delpit, 
you've got uh, Elliot, and then you've got um, Weaver. So phenomenal. Um, as soon as I saw it, um, I saw Jeff Lloyd tweeted that he'd been cut. It was like, yeah, get on this. I'd love us to pick up the waivers. The Rams were the other team that wanted him. And uh, no, brilliant ad. Phenomenal work from Andrew Berry and the team. Um, long may it continue. I'm surprised that Brian was not on that list, the PFF list, because uh, he was a surprise he dropped where he did. I think he was that. Oh, he wasn't their number one rated tight end. I think he was like two one. or three, though. Yeah. He was, he was one of their top rated tight ends, that's for sure. I, I just don't think they had any tight end rated quite that highly. Um, they had the kid no. from, I think, Washington, Hunter Bryant, I think also was up there. But they're not on the Browns, so we don't care. Well, guys, we've got a bit of some reports now on the injuries. Delpit. Oof. Ian, your face kind of sums it up. It's not looking good. Yeah, the, we, uh, we had a week, that's for sure. It seemed like every time I was getting some sort of a notification on my phone, it was, you know, Greedy or Delpit or this person's going to the trainer and this person. It was like, all right, just get all the starters out of there. <sighs> Good way to kill momentum is to just have a bunch of injuries come in and not ones like, you know, hamstrings or anything like that. Well, let's just tear an Achilles. But, but let's be honest, he's, Delpit was, is not one of our top 10 players. So that's one good way of saying it. Not yet, but I think if you look at players that fans were really excited to see what he was going to do this year, he may have been top 10. He was one of the guys, second round pick. Everybody thought he should have been a first round pick. The team has been singing his praises. Listen, I think Jack may be the hardest hit by this because this three safety look, taking Delpit out hurts a little bit. You have one of those versatile guys that can play cover, and now if you have to swap that out and have Redwine go in there, I probably would have taken my chances with Grant Delpit on a tight end over uh, Sheldrick Redwine. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, it definitely hurts the dream of the uh, – at least the dime. I think we'll still see nickel, but – the extra push to get a dime defense and cut down to one linebacker is hurt with this move. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was one where he's next year's almost going to be his rookie year. And that's going to mean that that year of development that we would have had this year where, yeah, in all honesty, Browns aren't going to be one of the top eight teams in the NFL this year. Whereas that's for me, we could have really done with him making the mistakes, learning this year, and then next year, he's able to come out and be a, a top 10 safety, potentially, in the NFL. So that, that was the trajectory that we wanted. It just pushes everything back a year, which is a shame because, uh, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to it. And as we discussed around the draft, O-line's not a sexy position. There's nothing you can get that excited about with uh, Jedrick Rules blocking stuff up, whereas Del Pitt, you can do some sexy stuff as a uh, safety and some great little plays. So it, it's gutting, but... It's, it's time to pick up the phone. I was saying it early well, in the preseason. Get me Logan Ryan. Ooh, I thought you were going to say uh, Earl, Thomas. Earl, Earl Thomas. I'll have both. Thank you very much. No, you won't. You don't want yeah, Earl I Thomas. Yeah, I will. I want them both. Get me as many DBs as possible. Anyone on the cheap, I'll have them all. Here's and the big thing. You're not happy about that. You know, why not? Why would you not want a pro bowler? Yeah. So the thing about it is, is I think the, the challenging part for the Browns, and I know Jack's touched on it before, is we have, what, Sandejo and Carl Joseph on one-year deals as safeties. 
So your hope of having, you know, Delpit come in and develop under two veterans, maybe you keep Joseph and let Sandejo go. He now doesn't have the opportunity to learn under those veterans. So next year, the safety room is going to look completely different. So there is a big factor there in terms of how you set it up. Yes, you have depth, but much to Jack's point is the development aspect of that year is gone. Earl Thomas was a fantastic player for the Seattle Seahawks. However, those days are past. Several injuries later, a middle finger on the way off the field, and numerous other issues. I want that guy nowhere near my locker room. He's not as good as he used to be. He's a, he's a problem child. Paul, anytime you come to the point where you punch a teammate for trying to hold you accountable in coverage, we have a problem. It's not like he slept with his old woman. No, 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 no. Chuck Clark basically said, hey, Earl, you messed this up, and Earl punched him in the face. Love That's it. why the Ravens, the Ravens team leadership came out and said, we want him gone. It wasn't the players or the coaches or the front office. It was the players who specifically said, this guy's a problem. They have this guy, Deshaun Elliott, I believe is his name, um, who's a backup safety who they wanted to give the reps to once Thomas was out. So the players jettisoned Earl Thomas. Now the Cowboys, yeah, I'm not sure if we want him. Old Jerry didn't jump right in. Earl's got a couple stains. Logan Ryan, I'll take. I'll take him. He's a good slot corner. Not a safety, but a good slot corner. But Earl Thomas, see ya. No interest. You're not welcome in Cleveland. And Tony Jefferson, you aren't either, buddy. You washed up hack. You wouldn't sign here for more money last time, and you wanted to throw Cleveland under the bus then? See ya, buddy. Enjoy the free agent waiver wire. Uh, just on Logan Ryan, even though he's been a, typically a slot corner in the past, he actually is agents pumping. He wants to be safety and very much conversion. If you look at sort of his measurables and the output he's had in the last few years, he's very much in line with those. So it could be an interesting one to keep an eye on. But yeah, sign him up, give him a two-year deal, and then that should give you a nice tide over when everything sorts itself out. Yeah, and... Uh... Jack, is there anyone else out there that we could sign up for free agent that excites you? It doesn't really excite me, but the other one name I would look at is, uh, it's, I think it's Javian Elliott. I know it's Elliott's the surname. I think it's pronounced Javian. Um, was Panthers slot corn last year. I would just give him a go and bring him in. Um, but I suppose it depends on where Cole, uh, not Cole Joseph, um, Kevin Johnson's at, because the lacerated kidney, oh, sorry, liver, apparently isn't as bad as it sounds. It sounds like someone's just stabbed someone with a sword. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> apparently, he. It, 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 yeah, they said a couple of weeks. Start the season. Yeah. I, oof. You know, something's looking better. Uh, greedy, I don't know if we have any updates, but he doesn't seem as bad as. Yeah, you've got. Doesn't sound good. There's, there's no news out on him yet. So, well, they uh, said it was at a shoulder. Okajobi's arms going to fall off. Okie back. Obviously, yeah, Chubb's well, playing. With them not having that practice over the weekend or, you know, with all the false positives. And, you know, that's something we can touch on briefly. But you had, what, Stefanski, Mike Prefer, and Bill Callahan all not able to attend practice because of a false positive. Come on, NFL. Get your shit together on that one. That's terrible. Yeah, it was farcical. Um, it's one of those, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an eye on that because if that happens on game day, I'm throwing all the money on uh, the other team to win. 
And and uh, guys, I think it's a good chance to ask the question now. What do you think the Browns will go this year? Do you reckon it be ten and six, twelve and four? Any uh, predictions at this stage, Jack? I'm still holding on to nine and seven. Um, I could see it dropping. I think the range for me is anything between seven and ten wins, but I think not. Nine's where we're going to look. And obviously, there's lots of things that make it unpredictable this year, but I think nine, nine and seven is where you're looking. Um, but if it's seven wins, I wouldn't be upset as long as we see progress across the year. If we see it where it seemed to get worse across the year like last year, that's where I start getting annoyed and frustrated. Ian, what are you saying? Much to what Jack said, it's going to be a very difficult year to make the predictions. I agree. I want to see a minimum of eight and eight. I, I am done with the below 500 years. I really am. The, I mean, if you look around the NFL, though, the, there's a little bit of solace in the sense that everybody's going through these issues. The Giants just lost Xavier McKinney. You know, other teams are having just rashes. The Bears here locally, David Montgomery, the running back, looked like he went down with a hamstring or a groin issue earlier. So there are some, some teams that are battling this. So this week-to-week and the COVID and the injury bug, I mean, you could go in thinking you're going to face the Super Bowl champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs and then Mahomes test positive the day before, and now pff, he's not there. So it's just going to be such – a whirlwind of the year. I really feel bad for people gambling on it. You're not going to be able to get your bets in the week earlier. It's just going to be a difficult year. But I, despite all of it, everybody has to deal with the same shit. Minimum eight and eight. I have this weird 10 and six feeling though. I got a feeling and it's 10 and six. I'm yep. still going to get my bets in a week early, but I'm going to watch that news really closely. And fill Hashtag the cash fade out. Jack Duffin. Hashtag. No, because you, you, you still got the cash out. So it's like you, you get the bet in early because the markets will move as, as it did last year. But it's like you've got to be quick enough on that cash out if something goes wrong. Yeah, I'm going to go for eight and eight myself. I think that's a nice, safe, reasonable place to finish this season. So you're the pessimist of the group now. Wow. After this for three years, Jack, I've learned my lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, after a while, pretty soon, Paul's going to look like Joel Batonio. What a look he's rocking, huh? Wow. He's gone from Cybert to Batonio. That's if a tough the, year. You know, the ironic <laughs> part, and we say this often, if the Browns can keep the O-line and the D-line intact, you can fill in elsewhere. Look at San Francisco last year and their corners and safeties, and I get fantasy football and all that other stuff. Let's keep that O-line, Baker Mayfield together. And I think Chubb, Hunt, we've got some depth on running back. I think our season's really dictated on how the trenches and the quarterback play. That's it. Just watch that. Yeah, I think if we just gave the ball to Chubb and Hunt all season, surely we're going to win some games. Jack's nodding his head, though. Running one backs don't matter. Three yards in a cloud. No, but them two, if they can keep getting first downs... But they're, but they're not, and that's the problem. Well, what happens is you get a running back who get two to three yards and two to three yards, and the quarterback's got to throw for five. It, it, if you look and watch the Seahawks, any team that throws on for, uh, runs on first down is actually putting themselves in a worse position to get a uh, first down and points than a team that throws. It, it makes no sense. Obviously, think- yeah, you need to mix it up and stuff, but... There's a phenomenal breakdown that Josh Hermsmeyer did and looked at all of the run 
um, what teams did and the ones that took three downs. And it was like, it's crazy the uh, difference of if you run on first down, you are actively hurting yourself from getting a first down and obviously scoring. I will say this though, this year may be a slight exception and here's why I'm putting some tea leaves together so you can all write this down. A lot of the big guys in the NFL were the opt-out guys. A lot of your D tackles. You're going to have a lot of second and third string guys in there in that D tackle room, which usually means more room to run. So all you fantasy football people out there, I think you probably want to use your running backs in the flex position as opposed to wide receivers because I have a funny feeling they're going to be a little bit more rushing this year than we've seen in years past. Just a hunch. All right, guys, anything else do we want to discuss on the Browns' point of view? Well, just because fantasy football came up, I, I think it's a, a good time to mention we've got a league. We have got a league, and we are not going to advertise it anywhere else. But first of all, anyone who listens to the podcast has got an exclusive entry into the podcast. There's only 10 places. Three are already taken. Three have already taken. So if you listen to the podcast, send myself, Jack, or Ian a DM, and we'll get you in. It's first come, first serve. We really want our regular listeners part of the fantasy uh, uh, draw. Draft. Yeah. Sleeper. It's a flex. Uh, we don't do any kickers and no def- defense special teams in this league. It's like we're hardcore game, hardcore fantasy fans. I hate the way you bullied the group there. Like, you're doing PPR as well, aren't you? Of course. I've never done Good that man. before. Can I draft Scottish Hammer? No. Oh! Sorry. Sorry, Jamie. I like having kickers. Kickers matter. Hey, hashtag punters for people too, buddy. All right, guys. But yeah, seriously, if you want to join it, we'll do the draft when, Jack? Uh, as soon as we fill the league, I'll put it out. So, um, yeah, we'll hopefully just do it straight up one day, evening, depending on timings between the UK and US. And if not, we'll just do a slow draft. And don't worry, guys, I won't be posting this one, so it won't be getting put out at midnight. You guys will be putting it up so it'll be out at a much more reasonable time. Yeah, I'll be doing that now. All right, guys, I think practice tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, I just want to finish up by saying go Browns. Go Go Browns. Browns.